0: Good evening. evening. If you're going to receive tonight, shout amen. 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 (laughs) I like it. Glory to God. We've had uh, testimony after testimony, uh, babies sleeping, blockages being unblocked. We've, been, we've had all kinds of testimonies come in, financial stuff already, just the blessing of God, the power of God, not being able to stand up. Uh, while the message is going on, even before prayer happens, God's pouring out on his people. He's making amazing and he's making astonishing things. He's wanting to perplex us with his goodness. He'd be so perplexed by it. Is anybody receiving that tonight? Amen. Glory to God. So, go over a couple of things that I've I've talked about before. Welcome to Amazing Acts Week. We're talking about the pathway to your supernatural destiny. The pathway to your supernatural destiny. How many people have felt an impartation that your destiny is changing this week? You can feel that those things are changing. They're going to a different level, right? this act, the book of Acts was a book of God's normal before the devil had any rebuttal. It was God's normal. The devil didn't have anything for it. He had nothing to come against it because he'd never seen it poured out like this. He'd never seen the church, right? Well, now he's had 2,000 years. He's seen the church. He's come up with some arguments. We've fallen for him. I would say we've slipped away a little bit from, from what was normal, right? And, but This is God's normal. Let me show you something real quick. Uh, Give me uh, seven people uh, right here, or six people, excuse me. Just right here, real quick. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Two more. One more. There you go. Awesome. Glory to God. Now, just stand here together. Now, have y'all seen this before? The telephone game. Where somebody tells something, I'll tell something, I'll, I'll tell Andrew and then he'll tell Dylan and he'll pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. And when it comes to the end, it's not the same. See, the issue is in the book of Acts, what we had was, we had God's normal. We had the blessing of God. Put the camera wide so you can see all, everybody. And y'all, and so we had the normal of God. We had the the great perplexity of God's goodness. There was so much stuff happening. There were so many things happening. So many great and mighty things happening. People were sitting there with their mouths gaping open. They were sitting there praising God in great wonderment, in great amazement at what God was doing. That was here. And then it it went on and it hit the first century and the second century and the third century and the fourth century. And then all of a sudden you saw that the devil came up with some arguments because he doesn't want this to keep on. So all of a sudden and and it went downhill and then we hit into the, you know, eleventh century and twelfth and All of a sudden we start going into the dark ages where they think God did everything bad. We're so far away from God's normal now. And now in the 18th century and 19th century, and now all of a sudden we're sitting here and we don't even know what God's normal is anymore. But it's time to change it. It's time for us to look back at what it was in the beginning. It's time for us to look back and see what was normal to God. What was God's goodness in the beginning? Let's put it on again. Let's get some expectation again. We've stepped away from it and all of a sudden we've gotten off path. But God has a normal. We see it in this book of Acts. Thank you, gentlemen. We see it in this book of Acts. It is a book of amazement. It is a book... Of manifestations. Yeah. Like, this is not a book of talking about theory. This is a book of people being healed. Yeah. This is a book of supernatural. This is a book of the power of God. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We need the power of God. I told you each night there's there's 28 different events that say people were amazed, astonished, in awe, right? They were bewildered. They didn't know what to think about it. 28 events in the book of Acts. 28 times. 51 times there were manifestations of the supernatural power of God. We're going to talk about this pathway of God's power. We need his power. We need his power. I said this each night. I want to tell you again. Each night, faith is going to build in you. Is it building in you now? is faith building up for God's normal. It's going to build in you each night. And what I want you to recognize is when that faith drops in you and you have a spirit of faith on you to receive, I don't know what you're believing for this week, but I can tell you this, every single one of us ought to be believing to walk in God's normal. I said the very first night, I said, hold out your hands. I'd like for you to do it again. You, if you're in the body of Christ, If you are in the body of Christ and you are made in his image and likeness and your temple is prepared, hold out your hands and look at them and see that these are the hands of Christ. And they are designed. These are anointed hands. Hold them out. Look at them. These are anointed hands. These are hands that are meant to do the great and mighty works of God. This is designed to do God's normal These these are not just another person. We talked about it last night, how the devil will lie. He'll sit there and tell you how bad you are. God said, look what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to take what was dirty, filthy rags. I'm going to turn you into the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm going to prepare your temple to hold God the Spirit himself. What has he done in our lives? As something rises up, I don't know what you're believing for. You might be believing for a financial breakthrough like none other. You might be believing for divine health in your body. You might be believing for any blockages to come off of your brain, to be restored from your past. You might be believing just simply, Lord, I want to walk like you want me to walk. Whatever that is, when you sense the faith of God come on you and that anointing there, you don't have to wait to the end of the service. I'm giving you permission right now. You step forward. You are not interrupting me. I want to operate with the Holy Ghost when he's moving in your life. And you're going to receive. You're going to receive the power of God. Amen? Amen? That goes for the rest of the week. Now let's look at this. We looked at each night you can go to, they may have it ready back there, uh, is you can go to bcnotes.org, bcnotes.org, and uh, if you would, back in the switcher, you can put that up a couple of times throughout the night just so people have it. You can pull that up on your phone, you can pull it up, bcnotes.org, and we're gonna update these notes as we go along. Right now, uh, we, we hadn't gotten along very far. Um, As far as notes are concerned. We've gotten far in preaching, but not as far as notes are concerned. Let's look here. Let's turn to Acts chapter 1. And what we've done so far is we've looked at the inception of the normal of God. The inception of God's power. When he birthed the power of God into the church, which meant that's when he birthed it for me to be able to grab a hold of it, was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The first thing he did was he started laying out prophecies. Jesus prophesied about it. Joel prophesied about it. John the Baptist prophesied about it. But once the prophecy was out there, it came time for it to come to pass. And Jesus said, wait until you receive the gift that's been prophesied. And then one of the things that you see is right before that, Jesus had to prepare us. You know, if, if the gift of the Holy Ghost comes and completely fills you and runs you over and you are, you're still walking in a cursed state, it would blow us apart at the seams. Our God is a consuming fire. We needed preparation. And so the first part of preparation that we saw was that we needed to receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. We needed to receive him as our Savior. The second thing that happened, and this is where we got to last night, was we needed to be made right with God. He said, I have reconciled you. I'm not holding your sins against the world. I'm, it's the world I'm not holding your sins against, right? Not just Christians. See, that's, that's one of the things. Can you see where we've gotten off when we've gone out into the world preaching at how ugly they are and how much of a sinner they are? That may be so and it may be true. And there are times where people might need to hear that. But the majority of the message that God's given us is God has made you right. Regardless of where you are, God's made you right. He's made you right. He's taken every penny of your spiritual life and he has reconciled it and made it right. If God had a bank account and you had a bank account, spiritual bank account, he took your bank account and made it full like his. Every penny of it's made right. And what was that? That was a preparation. God, God prepared us through Jesus Christ. We had to come into the family. We had to come into the place where we received righteousness. And then righteousness had to do its work inside of us to make it right. And no matter where you are or what you've done or where you've been, if, you have not, if you've not blasphemed the Holy Ghost, no matter what you've done besides that, that's the only sin you can't come back from. And that can only happen once you've received Jesus... Once you've received them and then denied them. Willingly and knowingly denied him. If you go out there, if you have any questions about that, what's the unpardonable sin? Can I lose my salvation? There's a little uh, piece of paper out there. It's got a code on it. You can go watch the video and the teaching on it. But the issue is, if you haven't done that, no matter where you are or what you've been doing or what you've been up to, if you turn your heart towards Jesus, he says, I'll remove it. You get serious with God, he'll get serious with you. And immediately, you will see the power of God flow. Immediately. It's an amazing thing. How many of us have ever been... How many of us have ever been at a place where we might have messed up, maybe we messed up, maybe we didn't, doesn't matter. We're in a place and it's low. And while we're there, the the flesh or the devil or something negative keeps telling you how bad you are. Things are not going to turn around. You're not going to make it. It's not going to happen. Anybody ever felt that before besides me? And yet, you're sitting here tonight. Yet, even though you thought, I'm not going to make it. And the devil was lying to you, telling you how bad you You're here tonight receiving. And how many of you have ever had an experience where you just, you know, and this might not be everybody, but you haven't had an experience where you just took your heart and ever so slightly, you got serious with God. And instantly, what'd you find? Oh my goodness, he was right there. To help me when I really truly with my heart believed on him and I turned to him he was right there the whole time I didn't have to go through a, a big you know torturous course I didn't have to go through all this stuff I didn't go have to go through a torture chamber to find God no I just turned my heart and there he was there he was I've seen it multiple times even in the past week I've seen it several times I was having a conversation with my brother uh, yesterday and I told him, I said, you know what? Something that just, it it amazes me. This was not something I expected when I started a church. This is not something I expected. I said, I thought people would come in and uh, they would turn to the Lord and it would take them, you know, two years, three years, five years, 10 years to get their stuff straight. Right? Right? I just thought it would take a while. At the least, it'd take a a, a good year, you know, to get... And I had the most amazing revelation as a pastor because I'd watch people come in and the anointing would touch their life. They would get some hope. Things can change. Things can change. And all of a sudden, they would turn to Jesus and like three months later... Everything that they thought that was so hard is gone. Like they're, they're coming out of it. I remember one situation one time. We had somebody, I, I got introduced to them because they were sleeping on the steps of the church. And I come in. It's like 15 degrees outside. And I, I walk up and there's people sleeping. It's like, oh, you can't stay here. Let me get you a hotel room. You know, golly, don't sleep out in this Let me tell you something. I remember that hotel room. It wasn't a great hotel, but it was better than there. I think it cost like $50 for that night. Let me me tell you something. That night, that $50, I was hoping we had enough to make the little swipe work. As a church, that's where we were. But we were willing to take that last $50 and put it into somebody who didn't even go to church. I watched that couple come in. They had nothing. They had a bag. They had a bag and themselves. Sleeping on no no place to go, no nothing. Within just a few months. I mean just a few months. He he had a job. They had a house. They had furniture that filled up the whole house. Everything was going like this. I was like, "How is this possible?" Jesus. Yeah. The power of God. Yeah. See, no matter where you are, what you've done, all you got to do is you say, Jesus, I don't feel... You might, you might be saying, I don't feel like you can do anything. I don't, I don't feel like I'm good enough to receive it. I don't feel this way. I don't feel that way. But I know this. You are a good God. You are a loving father. You have power to turn things around. I believe in you and your character. You are faithful even when I've not been faithful. And you turn your heart to them. And when you get serious in that and you just move in faith, all of a sudden something changes. Really, everything changes. Everything changes. Now, let me just give you another little nugget here. Most of the time when people get most of their major problems out of the way, they dial their hunger back. But if they'll think about this, if I can be at rock bottom and in a few months be sailing high and with vision on the horizon just because I got serious with God and got hungry with Him, What would happen if in a few months I just stayed like that? Yeah. What would happen if I just stayed on that, on that path and I just kept getting hungry? I kept humbling myself. I kept saying, Lord, I want more. Lord, I want your normal. I want to go after you. Well, you're, you're out shining everybody else. Who cares? I'm still hungry. Yeah. What would happen if we could do that? Yeah. Where would you end up? Think about it. When you've had some of the greatest trajectories, you've had some of the greatest rises in your spiritual life, a lot of times it didn't take long. What if? And, and think about what happened right before that. You made a decision for God. You chose him instead of choosing you know, to sleep in on Sunday morning or something. You, you chose God. You got serious. With, you said, Lord, I'm yours. And, and just in a short period of time, you, you went and rose up. What would happen if we just kept that on us all the time? What if we just kept hungry on purpose? We were intentional to give of ourselves and give of our heart. What would happen if we stayed in that place? Then what would happen if not just one person would do it, but all of us would do it? What would happen then? What would happen then? Oh man, there'd be a fire and a momentum in here that the devil couldn't stop. The devil couldn't stop it. So in the preparation, you see that God prepared a doorway for us in Jesus. Jesus prepared the house for us. Jesus took the house and cleaned it up in his righteousness. But then it comes time. We're still in preparation, and that preparation is now our responsibility. Let's take this newfound life that we have and let's prepare. I want to show you, we read the verse yesterday, but what did Jesus say? What did he say to receive this great power and to walk in God's normal? What did he tell the disciples to do in Acts chapter 1? He gave them a command. And the command was, wait. Now, I talked about it last night. They waited one time for the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait anymore in that way. But what I want you to see is the bigger thing that went on. Their part of the preparation was to hear the command of their Lord and the director of their life and be obedient. If we're going to be in the place where God's normal becomes our normal, we've got to hear the commands of God. We have to hear the commands of God and be obedient. We can't just keep walking like we've been walking. We can't think that everything we've thought up until then is okay. We've got to walk the way that Jesus asked us to walk. He's got to be Lord. No matter where we've been, no matter what we think or how smart we think we are, we've got to let him be Lord. Well, this worked five years ago. He's not saying it today. What's he saying We've got to be obedient. We've got to hear from them and then be obedient. This is a part of the ongoing preparation that keeps us in the flow like Barrett was talking about. You get in that place where God is flowing and you stay there by saying, Lord, I hear what you're telling me to do and I'm going to keep on doing it. And I'm going to keep on doing it. And I might be walking down the path and I hear some uh, correction. Oh, oh, I got off the path. Oh, let me get back on the path. I hear some some redirection. Oh, uh, go this way for a little bit. Why? Because there's somebody out here I want you to lead to the Lord. Okay, now head back over here to where you were going. And we listen for instruction and correction and redirection. And if we will if we will listen for those things, God will keep us right in his flow of blessings. And the normal of God can be our normal. But the issue is when our flesh is wanting to do its own thing... Then all of a sudden, we we get off of the path and think we know something. and, And then that pride takes us to a fall. And all of a sudden, we're like, what happened? Why am I going like this all the time in my life? I'm tired of doing that. And it's because we've decided to stop hearing and being obedient. To stay in the flow of God's normal and His power, we have to be obedient. We have to be obedient. And, and are we being obedient going back to Sunday? Are we being obedient just to pay a price for the blessing? No, we're being obedient because why would we not be obedient to the person that has the greatest plans for us? Why would we not be obedient to the person who loves us greater than we have even loved ourselves? Yes. And that sees everything, knows all the plans. Why would we not be obedient to him? Lord, you love me with an everlasting love, why would I be obedient to you? Not only that, whatever you want me to do is going to be best for me, even if it doesn't benefit me right now. It will always benefit me. If I can't see how it will benefit me, it will benefit me. But we must prepare. Look at this. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. These all Say this with me. Preparation. 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 If you go back to our Friday night prayer at the beginning of the year or at the end of last year, I think it was in November or December of, of 2020, you will see that there was a night that we talked about its preparation time. If you remember, I said, this is going to be a very, very important night. I didn't know how important it was. It's just like the one we just had a few weeks ago. This is going to be a very, very important night. And I didn't know exactly how important, but here's what ended up happening. God gave us direction for where we needed to go as a body and where we needed to go as an individual and told us how to get there. And the main gist of it was get prepared. Now, the issue is we'll hear a message like that, well, a minute, but then we'll go on down the road and we'll forget about it. But, and the reason we forget about it is because we don't esteem it. We don't honor it like we've been talking about earlier this week. We don't honor those things. And so we'll forget about those things. And so we, we, it'll come time that God says, hey, okay now. And you'll go, ah, I'm not ready. He even warns about it, in, he even warns about it. In the uh, Bible, he talks about the virgins that had the oil and the virgins that didn't have the oil. He told him, "Get prepared, be prepared." He says, "Occupy till I come." He says, "I should find you working," basically is the concept. I should find you about the Father's business, not looking not just looking for me and doing nothing. I should find you busy and working." about the Father's business. Well, he gave us a word to prepare. Earlier this week, one of the things I saw is very interesting. There's a major, major ministry over in uh, Nigeria. Pastor Chris, I saw a video that he had put out and then at the end of it, they popped up a graphic that they had, had made for 2021. It said, 2021, the year of preparation. The year of preparation. Now, what? Here, here's the question. What are we preparing for? What's God preparing us for? Why is he speaking preparation to his people? Do you know who God is? Why why would God tell you to prepare? What's he got planned? What's the preparation for? What's happening? Well, what were they preparing for here? An outpouring of the normal of God. What's he telling us to prepare for? Well, one, he, he wants to protect us. There's things we need to be walking in so that we don't get, we don't get chomped on by the, the traps of the world. But then that's not, that's not only it. There's also other things like he wants us before he comes back. We are to be the glorious church. That means a church where God takes all of his goodness and pours his glory out on his church. If God's speaking to his people, get prepared, get prepared, get prepared. If that's what God's speaking to his people, what's he doing that for? There was a preparation of John the Baptist to bring in the anointed Messiah of God. That preparation brought in Jesus. The next preparation of of the body of Christ brought in the Holy Ghost. What is he preparing us for? It's got to be some manifestation of that. That's great in its proportions. That's great in in its manifestation. There's something. The issue is the ones that are prepared will get to participate. But the ones who aren't prepared, they won't. How many people want to be the ones that participate? with the glory that's about to be poured out. Yeah. Then we got to take a preparation seriously. We got to be we got to be willing to do things our flesh doesn't want to do. We got to get prepared. 2021, a year of preparation. God's about to pour out his normal. God's about to pour it out. Here they are. Look at this, verse 14. Getting prepared. These all with one mind, were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They were, now think about this, continually devoting. This word here means this, steadfast and attentive to, to persevere, and not faint. How many of us have been continually devoted to prayer? Don't raise your hand because it's been none of us. How many of us have fulfilled this fully in our lives? But how many of us let's let's go to this and answer this question. How many of us should be doing it now? See, there was Jesus said just wait. Now, they didn't know how long it was, but I imagine there was, you know, there was at least 500 people in the church. There was at least 500 people that heard the words of Jesus. But we know that on the day of Pentecost, there was only 120. And from the day Jesus ascended into heaven to the day of Pentecost, 10 days, 10 days, he said, go wait. Now, you, you got to know probably day one, you had, you know, 480 And day one went by, and they're like, oh, man, this is... I I, I mean, I know he said, wait, but how long? You know, this could be a long time. And day two was probably like 400, and day three was like 300. And they probably got to 120 actually pretty quick, I would imagine, maybe day four, five, six. But then they ended up with that core group who said, we'll be here. We're not leaving. And all of a sudden, there was there was left on the day of Pentecost, 10 days later, there were 120 in the upper room. What were they doing there? They were continually, without stopping, giving themselves to prayer, praying for the things of the Lord. They were prepping, they were preparing, 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 now see, we're in we're in an age where you don't have to come, you don't have to come every single day to church. You don't have to do that at all. But it's it's an it is a time where God says, I'm gonna call you and draw you into church more and more the closer it gets to the end of time. Yeah. I can remember as a kid, we would go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night was visitation, you know. I can remember that was at least four times a week that we would go, and then we'd have other events as, as well. That was every single week. I mean, it was ongoing all the time. And we we've scaled back. Most people only go to church like twice a month now, uh, on average. If they are a quote unquote church goer, they only go twice a month. We were going four times a week. Four times a week. So we've slipped away from that continual devotion and preparation. And, and now but what we see, isn't it a promise that the Holy Spirit has told us that as the time draws near, gather together all the more. Now see, we can see that and our flesh go, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, no kidding. Our flesh is never going like that. Yeah, of course. Of course our flesh is going to have that response. So then we have to decide... We have to decide this, and I'm not about to announce new meetings, so don't get, don't get concerned. <laughs> I'm just saying, he said, gather all the more as the day draws near. Right. And if he's our Lord, then we need to be ready to do that, Right? We need to stop making excuses for our flesh and cause we like this and cause we like that. And I don't like this and I don't like that. We need to gather together. Right. We need to gather together all the more. And, and how, what about the Monday night and Tuesday night? What about, what, what do we talk about? What do we need to do? We need to honor, right? So when we come, when we give an offering, are, are we to give it grudgingly or under compulsion? Are we to honor? We're to honor. We honor everything we do is to be an honor. Everything we do is to be an honor. Every action towards the Lord. Lord, I honor you with this. I honor you with this. What is this? Why would, the, why would the Lord be dealing with this? Because he's trying to prepare us. Prepare us for what? See, here's the issue. Put it in the scales. Watch this. Here's the issue. Put it in the scales. Go to ch- church more, give more. He's preparing us for something great. The issue is we're not focused on what he's preparing us for. We're focused on what it'll cost us. Right. And so when we hear things, we in the balance of our thinking, what ends up happening is we listen more to what the flesh doesn't want to do than what God's trying to get us to. And in that, what are we doing? We are honoring the flesh more than we're honoring the spirit. See, I ought, to, I ought to be able to say this to you. I ought to be able to say, what is God preparing us to? And in your spirit, because you're so in tune with your spirit and in your mind, in your heart, you go, oh, what is it? It's going to be good. You know, like a kid on Christmas morning. But instead, what we go is like, oh, God, I got to do more. Oh, it's funny because it's true Oh, I gotta do more I'm not telling you you gotta do more I'm telling you you gotta change your heart because without a heart change there's no preparation and without a preparation there's no reception God wants to prepare you so that you can carry the great things of God turn, turn real quick over to Ephesians chapter 1 Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10. He has a will that's been a mystery, but he's opening it up here in Ephesians chapter 1. This is a will of his kind intentions, of his loving intentions that he purposed in Christ. And verse 10 says, here's the direction of his will and here's the direction of his kind intentions with a view. In other words, he's got his eyes set on something. What does he have his eyes set on and what should we have our eyes set on? We should have our eyes set on an administration suitable to the fullness, to the fullness now here, most people have preached this as the fullness of times. And so they're always waiting for the, the times to catch up. And then at that day, it'll be it. It's, it's it now. Right, yeah. We're in the fullness. Even if that was talking about an actual mark on the calendar, we're in that mark on the calendar right now. But that's not what it's talking about. It's saying he wants us to have an administration to prepare us for us to give ourselves to a preparation so that we can administer the fullness of God's glory. We can walk in it. We can touch it. We can we can take part with it. We can walk in God's normal. This is what God has a view towards. And this is what we are supposed to take it on our own selves in our own responsibility and have our own view towards it without somebody having to prod us with a cattle prod or even a preacher. We should, we should have it and, and kick our own self in the butt. Kick your own self. Get it up. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. This is what's right to do. Let me prepare myself. Let me go after God. Let me get serious about it. Let God has a view for it. Let me make his view my view. I'm going after it. I'm preparing myself. Nobody's got to force me. Nobody has to talk me into it. I'll just think about, who. gracious goodness. I'll just discipline myself. Amen. Novel idea. Let's be disciples. A disciplined people. Discipled after what God wants is what I want. Isn't that what we're supposed to be? So who should have to talk us into it? Nobody. We should be self-motivated. This is one of the reasons why you see a lot of churches fail, even the ones that are doing the right things and doing good things. Part of the reason is because you get leaders that don't know how to motivate themselves. And so if you don't know how to motivate yourself like David, David, it says in uh, Samuel, I believe it's 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6, I believe it is. It says that they, the whole people wanted to, wanted to kill him. They were embittered towards David, it says. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Had he not done that, they would have killed him. And everybody that would have killed him would have lost all of their homes and families and everything. Because David had that anointing on them. But here's the bigger issue is David knew how to encourage himself. And a lot of reasons why a lot of churches and leaders fail is they don't know how to encourage themselves when they don't feel like encouraging, them, encouraging themselves. They don't know how to strengthen themselves in the Lord. Well, if that's a problem with leaders, how much more is it going to be in the body of Christ under those leaders? But then also that, how about if, if leaders would get a hold of it and then they would teach people how to encourage and strengthen themselves in the Lord? How about that, that person? Could that person then, what if you had a whole church of people that knew how to strengthen themselves in the Lord, knew how to discipline themselves after Christ? See, the issue is, you know, this didn't happen this week, but I've had some weeks that it's happened. Let's say that I'm, I'm having a, you know, let's say I'm having a good week. And all of a sudden I'm having a great week and, and uh, all of a sudden there's, there's somebody who needs help and is down and you know, and uh, then all of a sudden here's another one and I get a phone call one and phone call two and phone call three and phone call four and everybody's like, oh, pastor, help me, pray for me. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't climb out of this hole. Ah! Well, after about, I'll tell you, I will tell you, after about the third or fourth call like that, I need to know I need to know how to strengthen myself in the Lord. Like it's not enough for me to deal with my own stuff. I got to deal with yours too and handle yours as well. <laughs> and then and then they just the hits keep on coming. And it's just one after another after another. I've had days where I've gotten like 10 phone calls, in one day, people, it feels like their world is falling apart. Well, imagine that's if I'm having a good week. Imagine if I'm having a bad one, and something like that happens, right? How do you think I feel at the end of that day? the phone rings, I'm like, "No. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Praise God we didn't have cameras in the early days of boomerang in the house. Because my daughter's been like, let's pull that one up. That'll be good entertainment. But you have to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord and know that everything's going to be okay. Even when it looks like it's falling apart, you have to know what would happen. What is that? That, Why do many pastors fail? Because they don't know how to do that. They don't, a pastor should not step into being a pastor if they don't know how to encourage themselves in the Lord and yeah. strengthen themselves in the Lord. If, if, they can't, if they can't overcome their own issues without outside help, now you still should, I should still reach for outside help. That's how I overcome some of that is because I reach and I communicate with the leaders that God's connected me to. I get to the place where I'm feeling it. I'm reaching out to Pastor Gene. I'm reaching out to Brother Tracy. I'm reaching out to Brother Ted. I- I'm reaching out. I'm not going to sit there. I'm going to call Pastor Chris to, to you. I'm going to call these guys. That's why those connections are there. Because Watch this. Because what I'm doing is bigger than me. I can't do it by myself in order to do what I'm called to do. I've got to have impartation from other people. And it's the same way with you. You need impartation. You need impartation from a pastor. You need impartation from spiritual men and women in your lives. You need it. But here's the issue. If I don't know what to do in that situation and I I shrink back into my hole, oh, oh no oh no and oh what am I going to do I just can't I can't handle this oh no what am I going to do oh my gosh oh. I ain't going to make it And and the truth is almost every one of us has been that person and the, and the pastor came along and went, what are you doing in the corner? Why are you there? Don't you know who you are in Christ? What are you doing? I don't feel like it. Just nothing's working. Well, it ain't going to work like that. How's, it, how's that working out for you? Not good. Well, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Well, or you, you reckon I might know something about it? Probably you, You're going to reach for help, or are you just going to keep your nose in the corner? It's like I'm throwing you a ball here, man. You you got to take a swing. I can't make you swing. I can pitch them across the plate, but at some point you got to swing at them. It's not even hard. What am I trying to get people to do? Just just ever so slightly turn their faith off of the problem and and to the Lord and His ways that are holy. It's a preparation. It's a preparation. But see, and that's just it. What would happen if a whole church knew how to strengthen themselves in the Lord? And not isolate themselves and not silo themselves and not become an island. There's a a big demonic doctrine right now that's being pushed in people. This is what part of last year was about. Getting people by themselves where they had no interaction. Go go to Hebrews 10. Go, Go to Hebrews 10. since we seem to be hanging out there anyway. Look at verse 23 through uh, 25. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Let us hold fast our joy, our confidence, our expectation. So see, when we go running into the corner... And we're not even looking for hope. We're not even looking for joy. We've lost our confidence. We've lost our expectation. We're actually doing the exact opposite of what God told us to do. That means now we're not taking his yoke upon us. We are not honoring his command. And we're not going to be prepared to receive his breakthrough. Let us hold fast. Look at what it says. What the Holy Spirit says about this. Let us hold fast our confession of hope. That means it's so much in you that it's also, it's not just in you, but it's coming out your mouth. It's not just in you, it's coming out your mouth. Let us hold fast. What is it? This is a preparation. It's a preparation. It says, let us hold fast our confession of hope. <laughs> okay. Without wavering. Like, there's, there's a, you know, run towards the corner. Run to God. Run towards the look look here. For, there's a visual for you, visual learner. Run towards the corner. Run towards God. Alright? There, there's not even like our, our whole direction should be like this towards God. And he says, without wavering. That means none ever like. Like, not even a look over to the corner in the isolation. There's there's not even like a a breath back towards you know there's not even a breath towards the corner there's not even a breath towards getting beat down there there's there's none of that it's all holding fast towards god there's not even a not even a juke towards the corner there's not even any of that it's just towards god you know like when the sprinters are running and they're trying to cross the, the tape before the other one. I I saw a video the other day and and literally there's two runners and they were they were neck and neck in a hundred meter sprint. Do, 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 do. This one guy's like, I don't think I can beat him. He went Poof, and dove. Like this. And won. <laughs> and one. I was like, that's one way to do it. He was running his what his race to win. But there there shouldn't even, we should hold fast towards our hope, hold fast to our joy, our confidence, our expectation. So much so that it's coming out of our mouth without, without wavering. There should be no, like, there's the corner over there. That shouldn't happen. There's that, you know, and our feelings feel good in the corner sometimes. Like, like this, it's like we're in the corner <laughs> and don't act, don't act like this doesn't happen. And people are like, Is anybody seeing me? Oh, how's it going? Oh, it's just, oh, you know, oh. you know, and, and our flesh likes that. Our flesh likes having problems. It likes it. And again, it's funny because it's true, but that's not a place of preparation where you can walk in the normal of God. That's a place where you can get completely sacked and fall deep down. And you play around with it and you'll get to messing with demonic forces, get into some deep places of demonic grief and you can get messed up possessed, everything. You don't want to play with that. You don't want to play with that. God even tells us, don't do that. He says, listen. And all of this is, he's talking about the end times. Are we in the end times? He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. No, no, not even a glance. Oh, the corner by myself. Oh. Like it's it's not, we're not wavering. Wavering, it's, it's not even happening in our head anymore. Like it's not, it's not even an option. Amen. This, I, I was, uh, we did years ago. Who was it? Was somebody in here? I was talking about options today. Was I talking to you about that this morning? If it is, you'll recognize it. Might have been somebody else. Anyway, so years ago we did a series called Options. And if you can come here, Chris, let's say he's a believer and, and turn that way. And, uh, he's got, there you go, like, like that, there you go. All right. And, uh, let's say that he's a new believer or an old believer, doesn't matter, it could be either one. And, uh, he leaves options open for his flesh, like to waver and feel sorry for himself and, Go stand in the corner and, and whine and get attention for it and, right. you, know, you know. But not not all the time, just every now and then. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all the time. Well, normally I don't do it. We're not supposed to be doing it at all. Right. We're not supposed to be doing it at
1: all. Right.
0: Yeah. That was a deja vu. <laughs> it's just making sure you heard it the first time. We're not supposed to be doing it at all. Amen. All right, so then, but we leave options for the flesh. Well, if, if you've got like this whole assembly of buttons of fleshly options on your, on your flesh suit, and imagine like these buttons, and every time the devil hits one of those buttons, you respond a certain way. Every time he hits one of those buttons, you respond a certain way. Well, he just sets up a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. <laughs> he just sets up a trap. Because every time, you respond a certain way. So every that you just leave, well, that's just me. No, it's an option that you're supposed to disconnect the button. You're supposed to completely disconnect from your flesh, crucify your flesh. But as long as you leave it, Satan's going to make sure he keeps pressing it. And it, it may be something like this. Every Sunday morning, somebody wakes up sick. Well, stop letting it be an option. On Saturday night, come against it. Ain't going to be no sickness in this house in the morning in the name of Jesus. Stop leaving the option. Deal with it. Resist him. Stand. What is this? This is a preparation for the normal of God. A preparation for the normal of God. We got to stop leaving those options. Because the devil for sure, here's what you want. Now don't respond. Here's what you want. You've disconnected him. The devil comes back and goes, You know, like most people trying to fix computer problems. (laughs) Thank you. Chris like, yeah, I'm sitting down before I get beat. And that's what you want. The devil, he's knocking on your life. You're not responding at all prepared for the glory of God. Because you're not moving by the flesh anymore. You're moving by the spirit. You've disconnected those buttons. You've disconnected them. You've gotten rid of them. They're not even affecting you anymore. Not even affecting you. you got to disconnect from them. Okay. (laughs) Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, our joy. Let us hold fast to joy. Hope is joy, confident, expectation. Hold fast to joy. Hold fast to confidence. That's a big one. How many people you know, don't, don't raise your hand, you know you've not held the confidence like you should you not held the confidence like you should. I had a um preacher friend not long ago, about a year or so ago, come. He was at my house, he was talking to me. And uh and and I want you I want you to see something. He said, Brian, he said, you gotta be one of the most confident people I've ever met in my life. And and it shocked me, it surprised me, and I was thinking, I am. I was like, I am? And then I thought, well, I guess I've been practicing not wavering in my confidence for years. So I I guess you keep doing that. You'll get better and better at it. And things don't bother you as much. You're confident in everything you do. And when you know that there's no temptation beyond what you and God can handle. And God will pay, you know, give you a way of escape. And you know that God is always leading you to triumph in Christ and manifesting through you the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. And you know these things, confidence starts to build in you. But then I got to thinking, that's a major problem because this guy's in ministry. And I feel like, I don't feel like I'm super, super confident, but if I stick out that much, and this is a strong guy, this is not, this is not a weak guy, this is a strong guy. And, and he said, I, I thought, if this guy who's a strong guy sees it like that, where's the rest of the normal church? Because I'm just seeing it as normal. Where is the confident church? Where is the hopeful church? Where is that joyful church? Where is the church? No wonder we're not walking in the normal power of God when we don't have a normal preparation that he talked about. Joy, confidence, and expectation. Man, I'm expecting things this week, and we're already starting to see them. Testimony, 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 testimony. To God. Yeah, all yeah. right. Let me just just go through testimony. There a testimony there. Glory to God. Let's, I'm just. These are ones I'm aware of, right? A testimony there. Glory to God. Testimony, huh? Serena, Serena has a testimony. Hallelujah. A testimony here of what the Lord's doing. A testimony here of what the Lord's doing. A testimony here of what the Lord's doing. Moving. A new car. Amen. A testimony. A couple of testimonies. More testimonies. Coming back into normal of God where there had been an attack of sickness. There had been multiple people. Testimony. Testimony. Look, You know, a testimony. Testimonies all over the place. Testimonies Yeah, come, come here real quick CJ Sit, Just Yeah give me that real quick I'm just going to ask you like two yes or no questions So yes last night you walked up to me You walked out at the end while I was praying And then you came back in I could see something that was bothering you And you walked up up to me and you said I just got a phone call My mom's at the hospital there's a blockage right they they said there's a blockage is that right yes sir amen he said will you pray for me let me stand in this is right after the service i said yes sir we prayed i felt the power of god flow into him he texted me late last night he, and and they said what'd they say daddy called and said uh, the doctors came in and said there wasn't a blockage she's good she can go yeah. home tonight Hallelujah. amen no blockages well, maybe there wasn't one to begin with. Maybe they just confused. Who cares? She went home. No blockage. That, the report originally was blockage. Now there's no blockage. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, they came to me last night. They said, listen, this may, I, I, it doesn't matter how small it sounds to you. I, trust me, it ain't small when you're a parent. Every time we get in the car, the baby will not stop crying. She screams and yells until she throws up. I said, no, nah, ain't well, okay, let's pray. We prayed. They said, she went home, not a peep. Oh, okay. Not a peep. Huh? On the way here, not a peep. Fourteen hour headache that went When did it go away? Tonight? No, no. Last night? Glory to God. Yeah, one of the nights had a headache just going away in the service. Last night, (laughs) she knows. (laughs) Wives are like that. She's keeping you straight. I I understand. I'm praying for you, brother. (laughs) Testimony. Power of God. Normal of God. Normal of God. (laughs) Mark told me this morning, he called me, he he sent me something, he said, I, he said, I need to tell you something, man, the Lord's working on my heart. Move a God, working on his heart. Yeah. But then he said last night, he said, I was looking at Johnny, I was looking at Will, I, I forget, I was looking at Chris. He, he said, I was sitting there, and he said, I was trying not to show it. He said, but I was having a hard time. I was like, if this keeps on, I ain't going to make it catching people. <laughs> is that right? Power of God. Normal of God. Normal of God. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is this. Last night, I could sense the power of God flowing, but I couldn't feel it physically. So, see, here's the, here's the key. Power of God's flowing. Yeah. Didn't matter what I felt. Yeah. Power's flowing. Yeah. See, that's what, see, no feeling gets us in the corner. Yeah. No feeling, oh I didn't feel it So it must not have happened No, 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 Lord, by faith I know when I do this Normal power of God Is going to flow Amazing power of God is going to flow Astonishing power of God Is going to flow Whether I feel it or not Lord, I receive the power of God to deliver I receive the power of God to heal I receive it by faith I know you're going to uphold your word I know the power of God's going to work Well, did you feel it? Who cares? I trust my God. I believe in him. See, I didn't feel anything last night. I could sense it by the spirit that it was flowing pretty heavy. But feelings-wise, physically-wise, I couldn't feel it. Now, Monday night, I could feel it. I could feel it flowing in me. Why does it do that? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, nor do I care. I just want the power to flow. I know that the power flows whether I feel it or not. I know the, the goodness of God will heal me whether I feel good about it or not. I know that God's love will pour out on me whether I'm feeling low, whether, whether or not, whether I'm feeling strengthened or whether I'm not feeling strengthened. The power of God will flow because He's a good God. He loves His people. He's got good things for us. He's not withholding any good thing to those those who walk uprightly, to those who are prepared. Prepared. God may ask you to do something. He's preparing you. Which one has more weight? Oh, See, for me, this is what I do. I, I'm looking at that and with expectation. See, if I'm not letting go of hope, I'm not letting go of joy and confidence and expectation, then I might look at what he's asking me, but my joy and confidence and expectation is so high that, that his preparation, oh, what's he going to do? Oh, oh, What's he gonna do? And all of a sudden it gets heavy over here and it's like, well, it'll cost you doing something. Who cares? I see joy, confidence, expectation. I hope he's preparing us for what? It's gonna be awesome. Glory to God. Well, it may cost you going, you know, to a week of, of amazing act. Oh, but but he's preparing us for something. He's preparing us. He's preparing. What's he going to do? I don't know the exact details of it. But oh, I got an excitement in my spirit over it. I don't know the details of what the preparation's all going to do. I don't think the, hear this. I don't think the world has seen what it's going to do. I don't think we could even fathom it if he told us. Which makes me all the more want to get prepared. It makes me all the more want to get prepared. It makes me all the more want to get prepared. In the name of Jesus. All the more get prepared. All the more. Let the preparation begin. Let it happen. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. The one who told us, get prepared, he's faithful. The one who promised, he's faithful. He's more faithful than our flesh is telling us, I don't wanna do it. He's more faithful. The one who's telling us, get prepared, get ready, get ready. He's more faithful. He's more faithful than that. He's more faithful. That ought to have us to weigh that heavier. Add more honor to that side of, hey, he's telling me to prepare. That that weighs a lot more than what it'll cost. He's saying, honor me with something. It might look like a lot to my flesh, but to my spirit, man, it doesn't look like much. It just looks like a small thing because I don't care about how much it costs. I care about what he's told me, the heart of the one who's faithful that told me to get prepared. (laughs) look at this in days and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds not forsaking our own assembling together as it is the habit of some but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near do you see the day drawing near Do you see the day drawing near? Do you see it drawing near? Oh, it's drawing near fast. And he says, as you see it drawing near all the more, he says, get together, encourage one another, build each other up, lift each other up, give them a hand up in the Spirit, encourage their faith, encourage their hope, encourage their love walk, encourage. See, you can't do that at home. That was the problem. There's a major demonic doctrine going around right now trying to keep people in the corner, trying to keep them pressed down, trying to keep the weight on them so that they won't even turn an eye towards the faithful love of Jesus. He just wants to keep them because he knows if they will just but turn their eye towards Jesus the reality of Christ and who He is. Turn their eye to the normal of God and they get a glimpse of the light. He knows one glimpse of the love of God can pick them up out of that corner and set them free and bring the power of God back into their life. He knows one glimpse. So he says, instead, he says, I don't have the power to stop them if they'll choose to believe. If they'll choose to believe, I don't have the power to stop them. So... So what I need to do is don't let them get a glimpse. So I, I'll try to raise up churches that's got no power so it doesn't look like there's any hope. I'll try to raise up churches that talk about all, how bad everybody is so that they don't know that God's already handled that issue. I'll try to raise up people that don't walk in it. I'll try to raise up people that will cater to their flesh. They'll be so concerned about the time clock, they'll never receive the spiritual things. They'll shut down the condition of their heart because of a clock. They'll shut down a preparation because they weigh their flesh heavier than they weigh the things of God. I'll try to keep them in a corner and isolated and away from other believers who would stimulate them to the good things of God and raise their hope. It's a demonic doctrine. But that's not who I'm talking to tonight. I'm talking to a people that know how to strengthen themselves. And even if you don't know, you're going to it. You're getting to that place. Things are changing. There, there's light on the horizon of your life. You're in the right place that knows how to do it. You're in a place that knows how to teach it. Are you hungry to find out? Don't, don't, don't make a pastor come and start prying into your life. Make it easy on them. Come to them and say, help me. Help me. Help me. Don't get in the corner and whine. Come out of the corner and say, Lord, I know you got help for me and you've got a system already designed. I'm telling you, you're sitting in a church tonight that knows how to do it. Knows how to take you to those places. You've got to long for it. You've got to yearn for it. You've got to say, I'm going to do it God's way. His way is holy. I'm going to get prepared because I want to see the normal things of God. I want to see the power of God i want to walk in it these are anointed hands is it getting in you yet these are anointed hands your hands look at them not mine yours your hands are anointed you're carrying something as he is so are you in this world the kingdom is within you look at your hands those are anointed hands designed to carry the normal of god designed to carry his anointing those are anointed hands <laughs> glory to god glory to god just lift your hands pray in the holy ghost in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this body and this life and this mind. May it never be the same. Baruka hey kororopa tarados, ne andolostapo ubrekerei, ho brakano moso, So, Brittany, Donamoso, Roman Toto, Italy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whoo hoo. Pick him up. Hadi Otto, the Bosoba, Yatadime. Donado, Toto, the Do, so, Hope, Do. Whoo hoo hoo. Sebri, hold him. Lord, everything that he thought he was going to fall out under the power last night, let the fullness of your anointing come into his life. You've called him to stand him up strong, to be anointed, to carry it. His hands are anointed. Lord, let his hands walk in in the name of Jesus from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Now, in Jesus' name in in the name of Jesus. Thank you father. In the name of Jesus. Ha ha Lord, we're letting go of everything of the old. Oh, everything's been made new. Everything's been made new. Everything's been made new. Receive that fresh breath of God. Yeah. who glory. When I said that last night, it meant something to you. That fresh breath of God, he remembered it. It meant something to you. Ha ha, he saw you. Is that right? Yeah. Ha ha. In the name of Jesus, every limiting factor be broken now in the home, in the minds. Let every limiting factor, Father, they're coming up to your normal. Their destiny will be your destiny, your plan. Whew. Your destiny, your plan, in Jesus' name. Your destiny, your plan, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Woo-hoo. Overflow them, Lord. Overflow them. in the name of Jesus. Overflow Overflow. 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 Yeah. Raise your hands right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Body, be. Well, in Jesus' name, by his authority, and in that name, be whole. Now, every weight be removed. <laughs> so easy, so light. Hear that? Easy and light. So easy, so light, So simple. So simple so simple who do the call to me down in my heart to glow today go to mostabol probable or me also rock and roll rock and roll over thank you lord <laughs> normal 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 every limitation every every type of bondage everything even from from years past stuff that you've even forgotten of. Things, and, and you're going to see, you're going to get free right now in this moment, and then God's going to bring it up, and you're going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. He said, that's what I just fixed. That's what I just fixed. Lord, everything that's under the name of Jesus, Lord, draw out every limiting factor, bring it up and out, let it be healed now in Jesus' name. Woo, woo, woo. Who came in cold cold? Cold my hollow. Preme made cold of bossa. Bromator bossa by Bonnie head of eight. Who frey no more? Balioso, Balioso, Ha 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 ha. Ha ha So Ho soberaco. Puble lune tadamosa. Bonamo. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name everything that's covered by His authority. Let it be made right, made whole, and take off like a rocket. Now, in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Raise your hands. More, Lord. Overflow her. Overflow Overflow. Overflow. Not like what I said the first night. Not like what it used to be. No. Not just enough. Not just not just to the rim. And overflow. In the name of Jesus. Lord pour down through her head. Overflowing her in Jesus name. The power of the Holy Ghost. The normal of God. Now just pray in the Holy Ghost with me. That's what you're here. Then pray. Amen. <laughs> Filler and overflow. Woo, don't don't fall. Bob and the Speak out. Pray with me. So ta na kadose de leleostu. Brahma no. There you go. Broma, kadose ve ete etekanamoh brakanost. That says power filling Oh glory. You ask, she asks, you feel. Ho. Oh, you feel that? Woo! <laughs> that's his power fresh Yeah, hey, hey. ho, oh, ho, 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 ho. Fresh, fresh, fresh infilling, fresh flow. In the name of Jesus, everything be set straight and right in Jesus' name. Lord, let it come up to new levels. Let it come up. Let everything that was standing in the way, let it be removed. Let the light shine in Jesus' name. Raise your arms high. You're not getting a light one tonight. Now, don't think about it. Just say, Father, I receive. I have it now. Have it. In Jesus' name. <laughs> no more in the corner. No more. Ha ha ha. Strengthening yourself. Strengthening yourself. Encouraging yourself in the Lord. Which includes encouraging yourself. By the leaders that God's placed in your life, but you're going about it. You're not even going to see the option of the corner anymore. That's for both of you. Take hands, both of you. That's for both of you. You're not even going to see the option of the corner anymore. Not even going to see the option of those thoughts. Not going to see the option of that thinking. In Jesus' name. Yep. As so I'm walking here, the Lord says, easy and light. Easy and light in Jesus' name. Don't have any fear over it in the name of Jesus. Don't have any fear or any concern. Easy and light in Jesus' name. Nana oda kodamoso. Thank you, Father. Grab a hold of that with your faith and you make it yours. You confess that as well. You strengthen her even with your confession. Easy and light. In the name of Jesus. And right now, everything that's trying to hold on be broken now. In the name of Jesus. Just say, Lord, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Ghost and fire now. And I, believe, and I believe, I receive it. I, receive. I turn, over turn over everything that's not of you. I give it to you. I'm going higher. Yeah. So hold now receive now. Yeah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Ho, ho, Worship him in the spirit. Ho, he's pouring through you. God, Bopre lopaderos, lopre monteoso, do roboso balango, baramo coraban van de, indevgo to kaban vosso vakii, breka mo monkono monkombego, bekon coradoso, filled and overflowing, filled and overflowing, no more corner for you either, nobody puts baby in a corner, bopre so bopre bosso, baramo sacara bosso, brei na nope no more no more no more say Lord I receive (laughs) I have it all I receive it all I take it all I grab it with my faith I'm not waiting on it I got it now it's mine The normal of God. I'm walking in your anointing. I'm carrying it. These hands are anointed. I am not limited. I'm moving up. I'm moving out in Jesus' name. I'm moving in your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hey, prepare A PREPARED HOUSE. NOW, BE OBEDIENT AS as I'M WALKING TOWARDS YOU. HE SAYS, I'M GOING TO SHOW YOU SOME THINGS TO DO, SOME THINGS TO HANDLE, SOME THINGS TO TAKE CARE OF. DON'T TAKE IT LIGHTLY AND WATCH WHAT I'LL DO. I WANT TO USE YOU. I WANT TO USE YOU IN GREAT AND MIGHTY WAYS. I want to use you in great and mighty ways. The Lord says that. I want to use you in great and mighty ways. He's speaking that to you. I've not spoken that to anybody else tonight. I want to use you in great and mighty ways. I see you. I see your heart. I see what you want to do for me. I, but there's things standing in the way. And you got to hand them over to me. And if you'll be obedient, I'll strengthen what you decide to do. You decide. I'm doing it. I'm giving it to you. He said, I'll back you. I'll strengthen you. And do you receive it? Hey, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So let her let her be strengthened, Lord. Ooh, pick her up. Oh, blabon rebere bon de mota bolsa. Ooh, 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 honey, let it get amazing. Hey, ha, so do. Pray with me, manu kobre kololot sablenkene, blek o soto do noto. So <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the power of God. He's dealing. He's helping. He's dealing. He's helping. I can't do that on my own. I can't do that on my own. Ho, oh, ho, free. He loves you. He's got great plans. Thank you, Lord. Marioko. Freedom coming. Yeah. Babarama. All right. So the most of us. So the faith also, friend and comrade, toda. told her. Daya Costa Oh, 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 freaking east! It's an outpouring, an outpouring, an outpouring. Have you noticed it's not good notes that got us to this place? It's not good notes. It's the anointing of God. It's the flow of the Spirit. He knows what we need. He knows how to get us there. Oh, not good notes. It's not convincing words of man's wisdom. It might be the pastor acting silly. No, it's the anointing flowing with that anointing. That anointing knows exactly where to flow to. It'll even flow upstream to you to get to you. I want you to just think for a second. Tell me what it is that you want. I'll be right back. Now receive more. Now receive more. More in Jesus' name. you call Lord, I receive more. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. He says I'm c I am i can not had him come back over here to help you. To help you. I came so that you could have more help. That if you wouldn't be on your own. You wouldn't be doing it by yourself. I'm going to help you. Now you have to make up your mind. You have to make up your mind to say yes to me yes to me, and I'll empower you. You don't say yes, there'll be no power there, but if you'll say, Lord, I want you. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hold now. Let that power be released, and in her, now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord overflow and overflow and overflow in Jesus name thank you Lord and overflow This year is a year of light. It's a year of light. There'll be a light that comes out of you this year that the world has not seen yet. It'll be the light of God, the light of Christ shining through you and in you. He's giving you influence. He's opening up influence to people around you. He's even drawing them to you. They don't even know why, but he's drawing them to you. It's not happened like this before, but he's drawing them to you because he's turning on the light. You be my light. You be my light. I hear him saying to you. Will you accept it? Will you be that? You got to choose him. Be his light. And if you'll watch it, he'll empower you. He'll empower you. This is a year. That will be the greatest you've ever seen Thank you Father I'm glad you're here I didn't know where you were <laughs> You must have been in the back Oh you just got here I'm glad you're here. Mahadiossevo koma mo brakalo, benki on savo sav brakalo, bralo kom brano brubit kostano, brani sava. Diavosti, Dios, Ye koni, ko frede ko no mah, Yeah, help, help. He'll strengthen you. He's strengthening you now. In Jesus' name, He's strengthening you now. He's strengthening you now. He's strengthening. a few weeks ago that corner felt nice but it's not the same anymore he's strengthening you now he's strengthening you now in Jesus name just receive that strength receive that strength yeah he's pouring it into you right now he's pouring it into you right now oh, bro, oh, my awesome. thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord, thank you, Lord. Help in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Other for your goodness and your mercy. In the name of Jesus. Lord, fill him up and overflow him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Just, ooh, break it in. Say, Lord, I believe, and I receive it. I have your strengthening, I have your guidance, I, I have your life flowing in me, taking me to a higher level than I've ever been before. In Jesus' name, I speak right now. Peace be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. (laughs) Darin overal rambley leklovers Show blah, yanya and don't make up, I'm Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now don't think THE POWER of GOD'S GONNA WORK FOR YOU TO COME OUT OF A RELIGIOUS THINKING, BUT THEN BE IN A POWERFUL CHURCH AND GO BACK TO A RELIGIOUS THINKING, <laughs> THAT AIN'T GONNA WORK. <laughs> IT AIN'T GONNA WORK. It, NOT THE OLD NORM, GOD'S NORM. <laughs> 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 My friend. Did you receive something tonight did you receive something God is good is he good is he preparing you? is he taking you someplace someplace glorious someplace full of his glory full of his power full of his normal yeah amen take a look at your hands somebody get ready to lead us out here look at your hands these are anointed hands say it with me these are anointed hands These are anointed hands operating in God's normal. I'll never be the same. This week, I step into the destiny that God has prepared in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, hallelujah, are you leaving different? Was it a fun night? God only continues to increase. Tomorrow's gonna be even better. You've heard pastors say it night after night. Faith is increasing each night. This is just night three. We've got two more to go. So get ready. Tomorrow's gonna be phenomenal. And then Sunday, we're gonna cap this whole week off with a baptism service. Those who the Lord is speaking to, get baptized. There's a sign-up sheet out on the kiosk. Put your name down, put your contact information down. Be obedient as he leads you. But it's going to be phenomenal. For the people who are already signed up, so excited for you. It's going to be such a special Sunday. So sign up, get ready. If you enjoyed tonight for more teaching like this, you can join us on Lunch Plus at WhatsRight.com. You can go there. It'll take you to where we broadcast each and every single weekday. Pastor is holding up something. Oh, oh, the unpardonable sin. <laughs> He's not holding up the unpardonable sin. He's holding up a card. <laughs> it's not something to physically demonstrate. But if you would like more information on what the unpardonable sin is and how to never do it, that that's out on the kiosk as well. And then Thursday, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth. Not tomorrow. In a week from tomorrow, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth is going to be here at Boomerang. It's going to be amazing. We love you. Be blessed. Have a great rest of your night and love you. Bye.